Praise the Lord, church. Praise the Lord, church. Are you good? Good to see you. Some of us may not be good, but when you come to the praises of God, you just choose to be good. Praise the Lord. You let go the, 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 the things you've left at home, the mountains you see ahead of you, and choose to trust God for his goodness. Praise God. Uh, this morning, uh, my names have already been said. The Reverend Patricia Lucky, by the grace of God, I serve with St. Andrew's Church, Mokoto, as the assistant vicar. I am married, a mother, and by the grace of God, I'm born again. This morning, I have come to speak on a topic, the power of submission. Let me just define some key words, the power of submission. What is submission? Submission is the act of accepting or yielding to a superior force or to the will or authority of another person. Submission can also mean to live to the assignment or approval of someone else, especially you that work with organizations. It can also be to yield to the authority, control, or choice of another. And then power. What is power? Power is the ability or capacity to do something or act in a particular way. And uh, what are afflictions? These are trials, tests, or challenges that we go through. And so, with all that, let's go to the subject matter. The power of submission during affliction or trials or tests. And the case study here is the character of Job. Many of us have heard of Job, but allow me to take you. We have read the text of the days, Job 42, 1 to 10. But let me take you to where Job begins from. It is, it is written that um, the author of Job is not known. And so some scholars believe that it is written by Jeremiah, Isaiah, Elihu, that are... Uh, if it was Job who wrote it, then Job should know the, the reason why he had to go through everything that he went through. So let's go to Job chapter 1. I'll just highlight a few verses. As we look at the trials that Job went through. Will you permit me to remove my mask? Okay, thank you. All right. Job chapter 1. Job chapter 1, I will just read from verse 8. The Bible says, Then the Lord said to Satan, Have you considered my servant Job? There is no one on the earth like him. He is blameless and upright. A man who fears God and shuns evil. Does Job fear God for nothing? Satan replied, have you not put a hedge around him and his household and everything he has? Have you blessed the work? Have you blessed the work of his hands, so that his flocks and herds are spread throughout the land? But now stretch out your hand and strike everything he has, and he will surely cast you to, to your face. Verse twelve. The Lord said to Satan, "Very well." Then, everything he has is in your power. 
But the man himself did not lay a finger. Then Satan went out from the presence of the Lord. One day when Job's sons and daughters were feasting and drinking wine at the elders, eldest brother's house, a messenger came to Job and said, The oxen were plowing and the donkeys were grazing nearby. And the Sabines attacked and made off with them. They put the servants to the sword. And I am the only one who has escaped to tell you. Now I want us to look at the trials or afflictions that Job went through. That's the beginning. That's number one. So if you're naming and writing notes, that's the number one challenge or trial or affliction. The number two is in verse 16. While he was still speaking... Another messenger came and said, The fire of God fell from the heavens and burned up the ship and the servants. And I am the only one who has escaped to tell you. That is affliction too. Three. While he was still speaking, another messenger came and said, The Chaldeans formed three raiding parties and swept down your camels and made off with them. They put the servants to the sword. And I am the only one who has escaped to tell you. That's affliction three. Affliction four. While he was still speaking, yet another messenger came and said, Your sons and daughters were feasting and drinking wine at the eldest brother's house when suddenly a mighty wind swept in from the desert and struck the four corners of the house. It collapsed on them and they were dead. And I am the only one who has escaped to tell you. Verse 20, which I want all of us to read. in verse 21 and 22 together. At this, Job got up and tore his robe and shaved his head. Then he fell to the ground in worship and said, Naked I came from my mother's womb, and naked I shall depart. The Lord gave, and the Lord has taken away. May the name of the Lord be praised. How many of you can go through trials, challenges, afflictions, and still say those statements? Now that was a statement of faith of Job. And I challenge you this afternoon that whatever situation you're going through, I pray that we shall learn a lesson from Job. We choose to give praise to God even in the situation when it's hard. And let's read verse 22 as well. In all this, together, in all this, Job did not sin by charging God with his wrongdoing. Can we say that again? In all this, God. How many of us have cursed God when situations come? We sin. Imagine you are in trial, you have affliction, you have pain, but again you sin in the pain. And so sometimes we don't overcome because we are sinners in the trial. We sin because of the affliction. Praise the Lord. But look at this righteous man. Do righteous people suffer? Do righteous people suffer? This is one example. 
So when you're righteous, don't think that every suffering comes because you're a sinner. Many sufferings can come to us as a place of testing of your faith. And once you overcome it, you get a graduation. You graduate to the place of victory. Praise the Lord. And so Job was righteous. But Satan had a conversation in heaven with God and asked for Job. He said, don't you think Job just serves you because he has a job? He has good children. He has a good wife. And some of us are like that. We serve God because we are okay. We serve God because we are educated. We serve God because we are married. We have children and everything is going on well. Huh. When the challenges come, we say, ah, this is not what I looked for in salvation. This is not what I looked for in Christianity. And we have seen so many people deny their faith because of trials. We've seen some people leave Jesus for other options that are quicker solutions. Quick, quick. You know the miracles of Satan are so quick. Hello? But the ones of God, when they are instant, they last forever. The ones of Satan can come so quick, easy come, easy go. The way they have come is the way they will go. So watch out. Where do we go for options? Where do you go? Are you this other person that has options to the sorcery, shrines, witchcraft, witch doctors? For you do believe that prosperity comes from witches, from sorcerers? This morning I'm here to tell you when everything is gone like the wealth of job, the children, the friends, the wife, continue. If the suffering is from God, it shall surely test you. And the testing will be for a time. We are not told how long Job's suffering took. But if you look at all the verses we've read, you move from one challenge to another, from one to another, and they are reporting to you. You know how reporting to you can be? Someone comes and tells you the, ch- the cows have gone, the camel have gone, now the children. Ah, it can be stressful. It can be draining spiritually and physically. It can test your faith. It's like people get miscarriages of children. They get pregnant, one miscarriage goes. Another one, another miscarriage. The third one, miscarriage. The fourth one, miscarriage. And remember, every miscarriage comes with an effect. Now, if imagine a husband to such a woman. If he was not rooted in Christ, he would even go for another woman. He would say that, you know what, this one is either bewitched or something is wrong. You'll get tired of the medical expenses and all your problems all the time. Apart from men of integrity who know they are God, who will say that I married this woman and I made a vows in sickness and where? In sickness and in what? Now, some of us don't want in sickness. And we have gotten young couples that want us to edit vows that we should remove the sickness that it is not spiritual to go through sickness. Tell your neighbor, that is a heresy. That is a myth. Tell your neighbor. That is a myth. That is a misinterpretation of scripture and salvation. A true believer must always go through every testing of time. If you want to mature, <laughs> praise the Lord. And so when God allows you to go through it, know that your promotion is yet to come. Praise the Lord. Let me show you another affliction in chapter 2 now. Chapter 2 and verse 4. If you're taking notes, that is another one for you. Skin for skin, Satan replied, 
a man will give all he has for his own life. But now stretch out your hand and strike his flesh and bones, and he will surely cast you to your face. The Lord said to Satan, Very well then, he is, your, he is in your hands, but you must spare his life. So Satan went out from the presence of the Lord and afflicted Job with painful sores from the soles of his feet to the crown of his head. Then Job took a piece of broken pottery and scrubbed himself with it as he sat among the ashes. His wife said to him, Are you still maintaining your integrity? Some women speak like that. Some men also speak like that. Curse your God and die. Some friends also speak like that. They can tell you, are you still trusting your God? Curse God and die. Are you still going to that cathedral? No miracles. There are no miracles in the Anglican church. Let me take you to this false prophet in Nassau or somewhere. And he only wants one million. And you also go because you want quick options. Remember, I've told you, anything that comes quick goes easily. And every shortcut, shortcuts cut your life short. Tell that to your neighbor. Shortcuts cut your life? Hey. So many of us love shortcuts. But the danger with shortcuts is that they cut your life short. And today we have a generation of young mothers who do not want to push babies. They say we want, they even ask doctors ahead of time. Yeah, they book for C-section because they don't want to go through labor. And some don't want to breastfeed. They say they don't want their breasts to fall. Let me tell you, whether you want it or not, your breast can remain standing or your breast can choose to fall. You hear me? <laughs> Choosing a shortcut does not save you from breastfeeding. And that's why you see that there are lots of funny things happening to the children of today. Because you don't breastfeed them. Their immunity is low. So every time you have viral infection, viral infection, why? You've refused to breastfeed. Mm -hmm. You're giving people cow get. So they behave like cows. They behave like goats. Goat. Yeah? The kids are so hyper like goat. What do you expect? You have refused to give them the human milk that, 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 that our mothers gave us. And our mother's breasts are still standing. Hello? And you and I, you could be the number 16. Our mothers gave birth to 16 children to 12. Today, because of the shortcuts, you have three children. Because in medical, there is a limit for C-section. It's either three or four at most. Shortcut choices. Hello? Will we go back to trust God for the original will? Hello? Yes. Don't cut your life short. And don't join Satan for the will he has waited. He has waited to destroy you, and you also go and give in yourself. Praise God. And so, let's proceed. The other biblical definition of, of, of submission is to surrender or yield. And so, when we speak about submission or yielding to the authorities, this means that we must, for us as believers, our context should come from yielding to the authority of God. And when we yield to authority of God, then we can yield to these other authorities. And now when it comes to these other authorities, you must test whatever you're submitting to and whatever your bosses are asking you to submit to, or your friends. Don't just submit to anything. Check, test, discern. Is it the right thing they are telling you to do? Or it is a wrong thing? Some of you just submit blindly. 
But I love some young men in the Bible, in the book of Daniel, and I want us to go there. These young men refused to submit to the whole king because the king was telling them to bow down to an idol. And for them, they said, mm -mm. King, eh? let's talk. And let's go there, Daniel chapter 3. Daniel chapter 3, reading from verse 15. The Bible is saying, Now, when you hear the sound of the horn, the flute, the dither, the lyre, the harp, the pipe, and all kinds of music, if you are ready to fall down and worship the idol I made, very good. But if you do not, if you do not worship it, you'll be thrown immediately into a blazing furnace. Then what God will be able to rescue you from your hand? Verse 16, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego replied to him, King Nebuchadnezzar, we do not need to defend ourselves, ourselves before you in this matter. We are, we are thrown in the blazing fire the God we serve is able to deliver us from it. And he will deliver us from your mighty hand. Let's clap God for that. Let's clap to God for that. Can you imagine young men are challenging a full king because of the God they know? And verse 18 says, But even if he does not, can we read that together? Uh -huh. We want you to know, your majesty, that we will not serve your gods or worship the image of gold you have set up. A hand clap to these young men. They knew their God. And the Bible continues in the, in the other verses that the king was so angry. Remember, the furnace was set. And these guys were thrown in. If it was in the time of Amin, he would just shoot you. Because you're joking with a joke, a, a wrong subject. Do you hear me? Now this guy would also have shot this young man. But I think God held him in place. And they, they said, all right, let's throw them where? In the burning furnace. And these guys were thrown in, but the people that threw them in burned fast. Tell your neighbor, the people that throw you into the fire will burn fast. That is if you have obeyed or you've submitted to the will of God. Tell them. That is if you have submitted and obeyed the will of God. Some of us love the first one. Eh? The people that throw us into the fire, they will burn. But when it comes to obedience and submission, we're like, ah, God is saying the hard word. I'll do that another time. In the morning, I'm sharing my personal testimony. The one day the Lord told me something about my office, and I, I, and I procrastinated. You know the things of saying, I'll do it later? So I thought I'll do that later. And uh, the Lord had just told me, pray for your chair before you sit on. And I had, a, I had clients, we call them clients, people that had come for prayer. And uh, I just said, God, I'll do it later. Let me first attend to the people. Now I thought attending to the people was still God's ministry. I forgot that listening to his instruction came first. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Now, as I sat on the chair, yeah, something, a pricking pain went through my hip. And, and from that time, I could not sit or walk well. I had to limp all through. And the pain was too much. I don't know what was done to my seat. God knows. 
For those of you that know that spiritual things, thou are spiritual. But I had to end up in Nakasero Hospital in MRI. And when I went and entered that machine, I said, God, forgive me for all the sins because I don't think I would have entered it if I had just listened to your still voice and instruction. Money had to go. Life was risked. And by the grace of God, I think because of the repentance while I was in the MRI machine, the Lord said, now, Mkosonyi, I have forgiven you. And I came out with a good medical report. There was nothing. The devil was defeated. He was struck down and he left my life. Praise the Lord. So, what is it that God is telling you and you're still procrastinating? What is it that God has told you of his instruction and you're saying, I'll do it later? But when it comes to the things of the office, you do them on time. But when it comes to the things of God, you want to say, ah, church, you just go. Free things. Eh? Jesus gives it free, but you want where they pay money to get a miracle, where they pay money for you to really go through the whole procedure. So I pray that today, God's submission to authority will bring you freedom. Praise the Lord. It will bring you freedom. And it's possible for you to submit to God and also obey his instruction. Because that's what happened to Job. And these young men, when they were thrown to the furnace, they could not burn. Because they had their submission first to their God. And that's why they could address the king like that. Praise the Lord. And so Nebuchadnezzar did not give up on that. He did other things. But you know, at the end of his chapters, in Daniel 11:32, there's still a statement there that God will flatter their evil covenant. And the people that know their God, they shall be strong and do mighty exploits. Praise the Lord. Do you know your God? Do you stand for the faith amidst the affliction? Do you still have faith? Amidst the pains that you have, do you still have faith? Do you still stand and say, no, my God? Or you're cursing God like you've read in chapter 1, Satan, saying Job will curse you, Job will leave you. And you know, Satan gets so happy when he's talking to believers because he knows that you can easily actually leave your God. You can easily lose your identity. You can easily swap your identity. Some of us want quick miracles. And so you can easily give your identity to Satan because of a child. Yeah? You can give your identity to Satan because of a marriage. Then you keep telling God, God, but all the men keep living my life. Every man who proposes doesn't come back. They propose marriage, they don't come. So let me go to the other church where they pray, the men will come. Even some churches give some men or women. They, they tell you that the husband you have is not the right one. They give you another one. And we want such church, churches that are liars and all that, but you keep on there. You continue going. Let me tell you today, submission is godly. When you submit to the principles of God, you submit to the authority of God, God will help your spirit come out of bondage. Praise the Lord. Are we together? So this morning, God wants to deliver you. God wants to restore you. But it is submission and obedience to the will of God first. Not desiring his gifts that all the time life is just good and then you, you just mis mishandle his blessings. Do you know some of us can have so many things like job, the wealth, the cattle, the eh, and then we are so full of ourselves, we are so proud. Some of us who are called like ministers, like now me and the Geralds and other. <laughs> 
you can be proud and think that we are high there. No, but the Bible says of Jesus Christ, who was the Son of God, he lowered himself to the point of washing feet of the disciples. He humbled himself. So submission to bring you, you know, humility. Submission to the authority of God should bring you humility. And it's this, the people that are humble that can only submit to God. If you're not humble, it is hard for you to submit to God. Do you hear me? And let me show you one of the other men in the Bible. He was a full king. But he had a problem, he had a pain in 2 Kings chapter 5. I'll just read a few verses. Again, open your Bibles. You know me, I like people open Bibles because today there are so many heretic teachers. They teach what is not in the Bible. So you must follow what is in the Bible. So that when you begin to pray, you know why we pray in certain ways. Because men and women of God pray that way. Praise the Lord. 2 Kings chapter 5. And I'll just, when you go back home, Make it your Bible study. Read the whole of it. But for me, I'll just read from verse 13. Verse 13. The word of God says, Naaman's servant went to him and said, My father, if the prophet had told you to do something great, would you not have done it? How much more then when he tells you, wash and be cleansed? So he went down and dipped himself in the Jordan seven times as the man of God had told him. And his flesh was restored and became clean like that of a young boy. Praise the Lord. But you know where this story begins from? A maid, a worker, a servant, is the one that understands her master has a problem. Her master has a pain. And because this girl had had testimonies of a man of God, a prophet, Elisha, who was doing miracles, she went to her master and said, there's a prophet I know. He does miracles. Now, if this guy had remained in his pride, in his honor, you know, some of us are honorables, but with pain. Hello? There's an honorable in, there are so many honorables in the Bible. There are also many honorables here today and many places. But we are honorable with our pain. We are professionals, but with pain. We are married, but with pain, with sicknesses, with what? And this was one of the, 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 the examples. He was a king, but with his issue. And the maid told him, and when the man of God also saw this king, he told him a simple instruction. King, you're going to dip yourself seven times in the Jordan. Ah! The guy said, a whole me, a whole king. I dipped myself. I thought I came for laying one of hands. You know, it's amazing how some of you come to us for prayer and you expect Reverend Pacher to touch all of you, and we can't. You know, saying, I thought Reverend Pacher would touch me. But you know, God has many ways of saving. I can touch you, I can pray from here, and the power will reach you there. From morning, God has been doing tremendous work here. I would pray for me, and people were getting healed in the tent. I was praying for me, and ladies, men, online, we have received messages, you know. People have received instant but did I touch everyone? I just prayed by faith and power reached people wherever they are. And I do believe that even right now, you who has come in this third service, God is here. God is here to transmit his power to you because this transmission can never be short, cannot be cut. Hallelujah. You don't pay for it. It is free. Hallelujah. And so when this king was still full of himself. The disease didn't go. 
And that's why the servant had to come back to him. Because the prophet, once he did his work, he, he kept quiet. And that, that's how sometimes we do it here. When I finish my sermon, I'll go and sit. I don't come and force you to come. But by the grace of God, you may find somebody who will tell you, but God is speaking to you. Or the Holy Spirit himself will convict you. Because the Bible says the Holy Spirit brings conviction of sin, life, and judgment. Praise the Lord. And so I pray that as I'm speaking, may God convict you. So this man listened. The servant came to him and, and provoked him, challenged him and said, supposing they had told you something different. And finally, at that, he, he humbled himself. And when he went to this river, Judah, dipped himself seven times, what happened? The healing happened. And he became like a young boy. Praise the Lord. And so, look at how it goes and then we complete there. It says in verse 15, For I know then Naaman and his attendants went back to the man of God. They had to go back. He stood before him and said, Now I know that there is no God in the whole world except in Israel. So please accept a gift from your servant. The prophet answered, As surely as the Lord lives, whom I serve, I will not accept a thing. And, and even though Naaman urged him, he refused. Praise the Lord. The rest is history. But this man, after what he had encountered, he had to give a bigger offering to God. Praise the Lord. Some people, that's how they have tapped their complete healing, their complete restoration, by giving to God a better sacrifice than the one you had intentionally put in your envelope. Praise the Lord. And so that's why some people change their offer to while they come to church. When they hear the sermon and the sermon changes their hearts, they change. If they had put in 10,000, they put in a 1 million for God. Because remember, there's so much that the Lord has saved you freely. This Thursday, the last Thursday, a lady was brought to my office. And this lady was bedridden. She, she was supported just. She had a system prolapse. And those of you that are medical, you know what it means. You know? She couldn't sit because the system was dangling in between her. I will not go to the details, but you've known. And it's been, it was there for two months. And in these two months, she had been through major hospitals. She went to Rubaga. Rubaga sent her away and they told her, you go to Zambia. We cannot handle your case. And as she went to Zambia, they said, we cannot handle your case. And Zambia referred her to Mulago, Women's Specialized Hospital. She went to Mulago. The doctors there told her, we cannot work on you. And then they told her, there is a medical camp in Soroti. Please go there. And Bambi, in her state, because there was a desperate need for a miracle, for healing, they boarded. Remember, she just lies down on the, you know, with their mat. So they got Soroti. Now, some German doctors had come. And my dear, even when she reached there, she was dressed ready to enter theater. At the door of the theater, the doctor said, we cannot handle. Can you imagine? Before you even seen. Like, what spirit was that chasing this woman? What spirit was that? Hello? And they told her, we cannot. At the door of the theater, why you thought there is a hope finally? Even that hope was closed. That door was closed. And so those people left Soroti 
after that medical camp, very disappointed. And the family was now thinking of taking her outside to different countries to seek for medical attention. And then one of her mothers, who worships with us at St. Andrew's Church, Bokoto, said, I have my reverend. When she prays for you, God, God in heaven works. I said, well, she called me. I said, come. Casually, I told her, come, let's believe God for this, because it's not me who does the miracles. It is my God in heaven. I just cry out to him, and he comes to the situation. Praise the Lord. And so they come. And my dear, on Thursday, they laid her mat in my office. And she lay there. And I began to pray for her by faith. I asked them, are you believers? They said, no, Reverend, we are Catholics. I said, anyhow, whether you're Catholics, you should know that a place of salvation is what connects you with Jesus, the superpower. Praise the Lord. And, and I said, well, that's not what I'm going to attend to now. Let me attend to the emergency because this lady can't sit. It's been two months and doctors have said they can't handle. Let's go to the doctor of doctors. Let's go to the chief physician. Let's report the matter. And we began reporting the matter. And I touched her body, touched her in prayer. Before I knew it, the lady who could not sit tried to get energy, and she knelt on her feet. And I was able to touch behind and pray. And the power of God pushed back the system in order. Praise the Lord. That is the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Israel. He is the same yesterday, today, and forevermore. Hallelujah. He can do it for you today. If he did it for Job, he can do it for you. If he restore Job, double portion. He can restore you, double portion. Have you made losses? Have you been tried? Like the whole world was tried with affliction of COVID-19. The whole world, you know, the world was racing ahead of God. And God was like, let me first disorganize these ones. Unfortunately, when God's trial comes, if your faith is not in God, you can die and we bury you. But if you choose to be positive in the trial and in the affliction, the Lord will take you through it and restore your life. Praise the Lord. So I directed them to a urologist I know. Because I wanted them to have a physical report. Because you know we Africans, we love to see really. As the supernatural happened, yes. But the physical, why is the report? So I sent them to Eurocare in the hospital in Nasana, a doctor friend who is a godfather to my children. And I called him myself. I said, doctor, are you there? I said, yes. Because he greeted me, I said, no, doctor, today it's not about the children. I have an emergency, but I want you to, I know that God has already done the supernatural, the spiritual. I want you to take these people through a scan so that they can come and show us a medical report. And whatever is still remaining there, if it is there, the Lord will clear it. But I do believe that God has done something spiritual. And my dear, they removed the catheter. And then they took her to the scan. Do you know what happened? The doctor said, you said the system had prolapsed. Where? We don't see anything. Hallelujah. The medical report showed that God had already cleared and healed her completely. <laughs> Praise the Lord. The Lord heals. The Lord restores. The Lord heals. The Lord restores.
As I speak, these people were Catholics, remember. The family was asking, where did you people go? We want to come and see that reverend that prayed for. And on Wednesday they are coming. They are coming to come and give thanks. Not to see the reverend, but to come and give God thanks. Praise the Lord. <laughs> Hallelujah. Do you hear of that God? Do you know your God? Have you been tested? Have you been afflicted? It's not enough for you to be disappointed with what is going on. But raise your faith with what is going on. And the Lord will change the waters. He who calms the storms will calm your storm. Whether it is your marriage, marriage breakdown, children, miscarriages, what, what. Children have left your home. Jobs are just leaving you. Money goes through your hand. You know, things are falling apart. Whatever it is, the Lord who fixes them can fix you. Praise the Lord. If you fix your eyes where? On Jesus. Hallelujah. That's the God I have come to bring to you today. If he did it for this king because of submission, he can do it for you. If you obey the will of God, if you obey the instruction of God, if you're humble in your submission to the authority of God, the Lord will perform a great miracle. Let's go back to our case study job. Chapter 42. After all these 41 chapters, what does God say? God comes to Job and says, you know, Job speaks to the Lord and says, Then Job replied to the Lord, For I know that you can do all things. No purpose of yours can be swatted. You asked, Who is this that obscures my plans without knowledge. Surely I spoke of the things I did not understand, things too wonderful for me to know. You said, listen now, and I'll speak. I will question you, and you shall answer me. My ears had heard of you, but now my eyes have seen you. Therefore I despise myself and repent in ashes and dust. Today the Lord wants you to repent of your unbelief, to repent of your regrets, to repent of that sin that you committed because of suffering too much. Because of feeling like it's too much. God is not speaking. God is quiet on me. Praise God. Verse 7 says, After the Lord has said these things to Job, he said to Eliphaz the Temanite, I am angry with you and your two friends because you have not spoken the truth about me as my servant Job has. So now... Take seven bulls and seven rams and go to my servant Job and sacrifice a burnt offerings for yourselves. This is where we pick it up. When people offer a special sacrifice that God has said for their healing, for their restoration. This is where we pick it up from. Some people have sown what we call the seed of faith for their problem. The Bible says, my servant Job will pray for you. And I'll accept his prayers, not their prayers. Can you imagine how God can send you to me? God doesn't want your prayers. He wants my prayers for you to be delivered. Hello? Because you've been disobedient. So God tells you, for you, mama, don't pray. You just offer a sacrifice, and then the reverend will pray for you. And you are the one to receive the restoration. Do you see the revelation of God? Why? Because God has known you. He has seen your complaints. He has seen your shortfalls. He knows who you are. He knows the, the, the level at which your faith has fallen. So he's like, mm-mm, you got Reverend Gerald. When he, he gives the offering to God, 
for, he will pray for you and the miracle will happen. This is where we pick it from. Praise the Lord. Hello? And now listen to what happened. When these people obeyed, mm -hmm. so Eliphaz and the Temanite, that's verse 9. So Eliphaz, uh, the Temanite, Bilhad, the Shuhite, and Zophar, the Namahite, did what the Lord told them. Can you say that together? They did what the Lord told them. And what happened? Finish it for me. Let me hear you. Was it Job's prayer? Oh, it was a friend's prayer. And the Lord did what? But who got the instruction? The friends of Job. Praise the Lord. So you can see that sometimes God can use other people to come and speak to you so that you can get your own deliveries. So how I pray that you submit to the authority of God and obey the voice of the people that have come to you, especially if it is godly. Don't obey the other one of going to the sorcerer. You have looked for children for long, let's go to sorcery. We have, you have looked for a marriage for so long, let's go to the witchcraft, the witch doctors. Uh -uh. Don't obey those ones. Those ones rebuke in their face and say, I am not for certain. I will trust my God. Whether he comes out for me or he doesn't. Be like Daniel. Whether our God comes out for us or he doesn't, we shall not bow to the evil. We shall not bow to the idol. Do you hear me? Esther said in the Bible, I will seek the Lord. If I die, I die. And Daniel said the same. I will serve the Lord, but I will not. In Daniel chapter 1 verse 8, the Bible says Daniel resolved in his heart not to defile himself with the king's food. For as long as he was fasting, he said, mm -mm, no tempting me to lose my, my, my blessing. Praise the Lord. So some of us in our trials, we have missed the point of obedience to the instruction. And yet for us to benefit from submission, we should be obedient to the one that has given us the instruction, who is God. Praise the Lord. Then the blessings will come. The Bible says in Deuteronomy 28 that the blessings of obedience are too many. That some of us want the curses of disobedience. Disobedience. So do not go there. Today I pray that the Lord will rescue you. And look, the last verse of Job 42, verse 10, where we ended our reading by Reverend uh, Susan today. Verse 10 says, let's read it together. Together, church, after, after Job had prayed for his friends, the Lord restored his fortunes and gave him twice as much as he had before. Did, was it once? Twice. Hallelujah. The Lord restored how many times? Twice. If you obey in your submission to God. The things that you have lost, the Lord will repay you twice. The Bible says in Job 2.25, the Lord will repay you what the locusts have eaten. What the flying worms, whatever the crawling locusts, he will restore you how many times? Double portion. Even to Job it happened, double portion. And listen, the Bible says that God restored him everything, not some things including three most beautiful daughters recorded in the Bible. Hallelujah. Have you lost children through miscarriage? 
the Lord is saying, I bring you maybe three like Job. They are coming. Praise the Lord. There shall be that restoration that will sweep your home and you say, eh, I have received three appointments for a job. Now I have to choose. That's what we call restoration when he comes. When you've waited like Hannah, the Bible says Hannah just asked for one child. And when she obeyed the whole process of prayer, and she kept in the temple until the miracle happened. What happened? The Bible says, she said, I made a vow with my God. When the Lord gives me a child, just a child, I will return this child to God. And what will I do? I will give an offering of thanksgiving. The Bible says, and she honored it. When she honored it, six more children were added to her. That's the place of restoration. Clap to the Lord. Six more children were rest given to her. Are you going to be obedient through your trials? That lady went through a hard time. A co-wife telling you, look at you. And she said, I will not hear what the co-wife is saying. I will go to God. And what God tells me is what I will obey. And one day, the people that have despised me, eh? the co-wives here, are they a co-husbands? Those ones. <laughs> if they're also there, whatever they are doing, the Lord will put them to shape and order one day. You just beware, looking at Jesus, the author and perfecter of our faith. Praise the Lord. And finally, I am landing my plane. Let's go to, to Romans as I begin to land my plane. The Bible says in Romans chapter 8, I read from verse 18, I consider that our present sufferings are not worth comparing with the glory that will be revealed in us. Are you there? <laughs> and then we go to Romans 5. I'll read from verse, verse 3 to 5. Romans 5. If you missed the Romans 8, just write it 8, 18. This one is Romans 5, from 3 to 5. The Bible says, not only so, but we also glory in our sufferings because we know that suffering produces perseverance. And perseverance, character and character, hope, and hope that does not put to shame because God's love has been poured out in our hearts through the Holy Spirit who has been given to us. Praise the Lord. Mm -hmm. We are going to submit today. Because this submission, we are all called to submit, according to James 4, 7. We are all called to submit. Finally, in James chapter 1. James chapter 1, 2 and 4. Are you there? Are you there? I know we've been leaving people, leaving people. Because of time. James chapter 1, 2 and 4 says... Consider it pure joy, my brothers and sisters, whenever you face trials of many kinds. Because you know that the testing of your faith produces perseverance, let the perseverance finish its work so that you may be mature and complete, not lacking anything. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Are you lacking anything? Go through the process. Hallelujah. Because sufferings produce what? Perseverance and perseverance, character. Mm -mm. Perseverance produces, your faith produces perseverance, and your perseverance will finish its work so that you may mature and complete and be complete, lacking 
nothing. Praise the Lord. And out of that, then you shall produce hope and hope that does not disappoint. Praise the Lord. In, in, in that, we should know that we are not any different. The Lord wants us to go through the process. Praise God. Finally, final verse. First Peter chapter 5 and verse 10. The Bible says, And the God of all grace, who called you to his eternal glory in Christ, after you have suffered a little while, will himself restore you and make you strong, firm, and steady first. Praise the Lord. Do you appreciate your sufferings now? Do you appreciate your testing? Do you appreciate the affliction? Some of you have had pain for long. Some of you have cancers, diabetes, high blood pressure. Afflictions are the place of work. God is telling you, get rid of your pride. Get rid of your disobedience. Humble yourself. Submit to God. And the Lord will surely bring restoration. I now want to pray for us. May we stand up and pray for us. If you're here and you've never given your life to Christ and you want to submit to the authority that is higher than you, never given your life to Christ? Or you have been out of church the last two years in COVID and this could be your, last, your first time in church and you're saying, I had fallen. My faith was tested too much. My sufferings had put me so far from God. I had gone for other options like shortcuts, witchcraft. I wanted to, to be genuine. Let's close our eyes and surrender your heart to God. Remember, submission is total surrender. And a singer sang a song, Perfect Submission. I want to sing it as you. You raise up your hand, those of you that want to give your life to Jesus Christ. Just raise your hand wherever you are. I know that some of you are online. You, they will follow you up. The reverends here, the provost and her team will follow you up later. That is if you show us a message and a chat that you need or you've given your life to Christ. So lift up your hand, those of you who want to recommit. Maybe your faith was tested in the sufferings, in the trials, in the affliction, and you feel like you've been living worldly. You have felt like other things are better than good. Just lift up your hand. Yield to the voice of God this afternoon and lift up your hand to God as we sing that last verse, perfect submission. Perfect submission All is at rest I in my
those of you that want to give your life to Christ, just lift up your hand. Let me pray for you. And then we shall pray for the testings that have happened, the trials and the challenges. And I want you to ashamed the devil and walk out of that seat and come to the altar. Come. Those of you that are raising your hands, just come. Submit to this authority in heaven and come in humility and the Lord will restore you. Come. Just come. I've seen your hand. Come. Some hand behind there. Come. I saw your hand up. Come. Don't fear people. Fear only God. Don't fear people. Fear only God. Come. I saw another hand behind there. Come. Daughter of God. Come. Son of God, come. Yes, come to him. Come to him. Come and surrender to him. Don't fear men. Don't fear your husband. Don't fear your friend. Your friend doesn't know the cost of salvation. Come, little boy, come. Me, I gave my life to Jesus when I was like you. Come. Even the little children can be served. Good. I was like you when I came to Jesus. But today I'm here. So God can bless your life, okay? Come. Let our children come to Jesus. The Bible says, let the little ones come to me. And the Lord bless the little children. So if you want to give your life to Jesus Christ, come. Good girls, good boys, come. All the young people, come. All elders, come. The marrieds, the singles, come to Jesus. Please, come. Come to Jesus. We are still giving you this opportunity. Come to Jesus. Fear no man. Fear only God. Because God is the one that gives us a second chance. And once we give our life to Jesus Christ, that's a sure identity. That even when people want to take you to the shrine, you will tell them, that's not my identity. I have been born again. If you're still there and thinking about it, thinking about fear, thinking about your property, thinking about your your owners, All those things can perish, but in Jesus, you'll have long life. Let's pray for this team. This is a great army of God. People that are here, say this prayer after me. Say, Heavenly Father, I give you my heart. I give you my life. I submit to your authority this morning and afternoon. Lord, forgive me where I have sinned in my affliction, in my pain, in the trials, the challenges of life, today forgive me. I come to you because you're my Savior. I confess with my mouth that I am born again. Satan, I rebuke you. Satan, I am no longer yours. I am for Jesus. The whole of me is for Jesus. Now, bless my life. Remove my name from the book of the dead. Write my name in the book of life. May I serve you all the days of my life. Even though suffering comes, may I never leave you, Jesus. In Jesus' name I have prayed. Amen. Friends, give God a clap offering.